0: Welcome to the inaugural 13 Realms Podcast. This is an eight-part series where we're diving into the Kingdom of Dwarves and the T-Project. This is where we're going to learn about the project, the people behind it, and maybe some top-secret knowledge about the world and the upcoming seasons. In this episode, we have the powerful Elizabeth Mayfield also known as GM Falconess, in the Project Discord. But first, let's drop you right into the world of the kingdom with a tale about a dwarf named Grok, a prison and the Orc Raid. Welcome to the Kingdom of Dwarves. so tough one guard said to the other as they led their prisoner Grok to his cell tough couldn't even begin to describe this dwarf Grok is even more muscled than your average dwarf the scars on his face tell the tales of hundreds of close encounters with blades fists and teeth his chains almost seemed to be stretched to their limits as he shuffled into the cell so, this is the infamous Grok, said the prison's warden from across the room. A war hero turned coward. <laughs> the warden spoke while making his way across the room and closed the cell door with a loud click that echoed in the bare room. My sons idolized you until you broke their hearts by abandoning your fellow dwarves in battle. The warden then flashed a smirk. You know, I should thank you. It's hard to live up to legends. And at this very moment, you're making me look like a king. And speaking of kings, we'll be transporting you in the morning to answer to the king of the realm. And I pray he has no mercy on you. Rock did not respond, nor did he appear to register the warden was even there. He stared out of the single window in his room and saw the last of the sun as it set behind the mountains. It was the middle of the night when the chaos began. A band of orcs infiltrated the prison when the patrols were at their weakest to steal weapons and supplies. The poorly trained prison guards were no match for the orc invasion. The noise woke Rock, and he looked out of his window to see the impending fight on its way. He had two goals, to get out of his cell and to find a weapon. The first was easy. He pulled the cell door off as if it was fashioned out of driftwood. The second goal would prove to be a bit harder. As he entered the hall, he was met with several armed orcs crowding the doorway. He began dispatching each orc with elevating levels of intensity as if he was warming up. When the last orc blocking his path fell, he had his pick of weapons. He chose a club made of black iron and leather wrapped around the handle. He heard commotion coming from the next room and broke down the door to assist whoever was on the other side. It was the warden. He was surrounded, on his knees, and all but beaten. His fellow guards had fallen and the remaining orcs moved in to finish the warden. Grok went into action. The warden watched in awe as Grok danced a graceful ballet of violence. It all seemed to be moving in slow motion. The orcs fought with all of their might, but they were no match for this dwarf. When the last orc fell to the ground, Grok walked over and offered his hand to raise the warden. It was then he knew that Grok was no ordinary deserter, and there was much more to this story. The warden rose to meet the eyes of Grok, and speaking for the first time since arriving to the prison, Grok said, Let's get you home to those boys. What a way to kick off this episode with a story, but now we're getting to the meat of the matter and we have Elizabeth Mayfield, also known as GM Falconess from the project discord and also the lead marketer for the team, but I don't want to steal all the thunder. I'm going to kick it over to you, Elizabeth. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're affiliated with this incredible project.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me, Chris. Excited to be here. Yeah, so for me my background is actually I'm a nurse by trade, a nurse educator, and the reason why I came onto Kingdom of Dwarves was my husband GM ala Farmer was part of the project as well as my brother and so I just got naturally got involved and I wanted to help out as much as I could and I found that they could use some help in marketing So, yeah, I just filled in that spot and helped them with that, as well as other things as it progressed.
0: So tell us a little bit about that transition. So you're learning about this project from your husband and you're listening to the story that he's to to bring to life. And what was it like for you first to know about the project and then become a part of it? Was there anything that was completely surprising for you?
1: Yeah, honestly, I. Did not have any experience in the crypto or NFT space prior to this project. So it was a totally new world for me. And I just found it really fascinating the whole NFT space. You know, knowing having my husband, who's a 3D artist, um, learning about this space is wow, this is such a cool application for 3D art as an investment and as a, a collectible, a digital asset. So it was just really fascinating to me to hear about this space and seeing other projects that were going on and that have been done in the past. I just felt, wow, this is so cool. I feel like this is the future here and um, there's just so much potential here. So that's why I was like, I couldn't step away from it. I just wanted to learn more and more. Yeah.
0: So this might be the first introduction or exposure to anyone about the project. If you could give us just a quick overview of what exactly the Kingdom of Dwarves is for anybody that's uninitiated.
1: So, yeah, Kingdom of Dwarves, we have 4000 cinematic quality dwarf NFTs. They're created by... An Emmy and Academy Award-winning 3D artist, so the art is really top-notch, and we really do not compromise on the art, and that's something that we are really proud of. But not only that, we're more than just the art, we're also, we wanna create a community that where people can really feel like they belong to and can really connect with others in, and we wanna create a fun space so in our community, we have really cool and fun events like 1v1 Battles. We have live, we have just, and, right, and actually we're going to be having a white elephant NFT exchange tonight. So it's just, just a really cool place to hang out and be part of a community. We also are going to be listening to our community members about what they want to see in the coming seasons. And another thing about Kingdom of Dwarves is that we are really integrating lore like never seen before. We are making sure that our seasons are themed according to the lore and that as our, as we release our seasons, it also takes you on a journey through the lore and the stories of the dwarves as well. We just want to, Kingdom of Dwarves, we want to do new things. We're always pushing the boundaries. We plan to enter the metaverse as well as use animation heavily and make 3D animated shorts with our dwarves. So that's definitely in um, the close future.
0: That was the first thing that I realized about this project. When I saw the, the art, I immediately said, I have to be a part of this project. This project is going to be huge because when you look at the quality of the art, It's really unsurpassed when you look on the different marketplaces at the different projects. There are some great projects out there, but just this art is on a different level. And then when I joined the Discord, the community is fantastic. Very active. You have events going on all the time, people supporting others. There were even some folks that got scammed from other projects. And there were people in the project, in the community that were saying, helping out. Let me Mm -hmm. find... Your nfts and get those nfts back and it it really is a cool community and what's crazy is it's almost developed its own culture right Mm -hmm. when someone buys a king it's a big deal everybody goes into the tavern they share gifts of drinks and sharing all kinds of different stuff it's like a big party it's a big to do and they get they get kinged and then all of a sudden they're able to to bestow this direforge blade to someone as their knight it's really a big (laughs) deal i know some, some of this is probably organic but tell me how does it feel to have people so involved with the project did this surpass your wildest dreams how involved the community would be
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. It really has. We've just been totally amazed by our community, and we just, it's just been so cool to see it develop um, from nothing and to see our followers come in and just to get to know everyone too. We've really gotten to know um, the people in our community. And it really does feel like family to tell you the truth. like me mean, go in there and and it feels familiar when you start talking, it's like you talk to we're talking to our friends or, and it's just and everyone's just so supportive of everyone else. The culture is really a positive culture, like you said, so it's just a fun place to be, and I think a lot of people feel the same way that they just want to be in there and talk to their friends. And it's been really fun to just hang out in there and just see that develop. And it's been really cool for us to be able to to create, to just provide the opportunity for people from all over the world to get together and be supportive of each other and participate um, in different events together. It's been really fun to watch and definitely surpassed our expectations for sure.
0: I love it, I absolutely do. And one thing about Evan, so passionate about the project, getting Mm -hmm. the art, but also I think the entire group is focused on getting the entire project. When you look at that roadmap, I mean, I can't even begin to imagine the amount of work that you're going to put into this project. You've Mm -hmm. already put in a lot of work, but you're going to put in even more work to hit some of these milestones. Let's talk a little bit about the roadmap right now. What are some of the most exciting aspects of the roadmap as it stands today?
1: Oh, yeah. So definitely, we have some exciting things in the roadmap. I think one of the biggest things will be animation. So like I, I said, GM Al Farmer, he's a... Academy Award winning animator. So, we're already in the works of getting the character rigged, and once it's rigged, Evan's off to the races. He's going to be animating the dwarves, and in the close future, we're we're hoping to have animated NFTs for Mm. some of the NFTs that we're going to be uh, minting. So, that's one of our goals, is to have animated NFTs and... And further down the line, we are going to have animated shorts. And our ultimate goal is to be able to pitch Kingdom of Dwarves to to networks and have it as a TV series. So that's definitely something exciting to look forward to.
0: That is incredible. I can't wait to see one of our dwarves up on the, the screen, whether we're mm-hmm. watching like Netflix or Hulu or Amazon and it, it just brings the lord to life we already had some people within the discord bringing some of the lord to life some voiceover work we've had some other art projects yeah. making gifts making videos it's such a creative bunch and i think this Definitely. is byproduct of the art being as good as it is when when a good artist sees good art they kind of gravitate towards that. So we have mm-hmm. people in the discord that are, are 3d graphics artists themselves. They've worked in the industry. So really, it, it's incredible. And it's almost like you can have this homegrown vid, uh, like project where we're creating this show within the discord and then the network just picks it up and really just takes it to the next level. When you think about the project itself and how fast it's grown. Obviously, part of that reason was an idea that you really pushed forward in this concept of seasons. A lot of folks think about seasons when they're talking about television. Mm-hmm. But really, I think it's brilliant the way you guys released these dwarves because you could have just released all 4,000 dwarves all at once if you wanted to. And I think it still would have sold out. But now you're adding to this feeling of suspense. You release 500, they're gone. And now you're about to release another 500. Tell us a little bit about the the thought process behind doing it in Seasons.
1: Yeah, so our thought process was to be able to create longevity with Kingdom of Dwarves because we've just seen how a lot of NFTs up to now just drop their whole collection and then it just, it gets a little stale. It's just then they're working on, you know, their roadmap after they drop their initial drop of their, their entire collection. So it, it's creating longevity. Like you said, it's creating excitement and suspense. It's also allowing us to continue to build our community, gain our followership. And it's just going to be also just a way for us to be able to to like like a TV series to really build up the story, and then within these seasons, we're going to see new characters, um, we're going to see new assets, and it's all going to go along with the story. So it's almost a natural progression then to a TV series, and and yeah, it just takes everyone on a journey. And it's gonna, it's just really, it's gonna be really fun. And every season there's gonna be something new and exciting to look forward to. So that's what we wanted to do, is to be able to create that um, sense of suspense, longevity, and also to to show our community that we're here to stay. We're not just going to release all of our supply and then rug pull like we're seeing a lot of NFTs doing now. We wanted to make sure that trust was there between us and, and the community, and and also that's why we decided to fully dox ourselves as well. So we wanted to make sure that we are going to be a big part of this NFT space now and in the future, um, that Kingdom of Dwarves is going to be something that when you think of NFTs, Kingdom of Dwarves is in that
0: conversation. 100%. And speaking of seasons, season two is right around the corner. Can you give us a little sneak peek into that season? What can we expect and what can people get excited for?
1: Yeah, so season one, we had 13 kings. And we had kings' guards, and then now going into season two, evil lurking outside of the kingdom, and <laughs> it's going to start encroaching on those realms with the kings. And so, season two, we're going to see these this evil that's coming in. So it's going to be dark dwarves, and so they're going to be coming in and invading. And there's going to be battles between the the kingdoms and these dark dwarves. Season two, we're going to see an undead army so we're going to have have dwarves with different skins so they're going to be undead with weapons and helmets and then we're also going to have dark warriors within this this evil army so we have these dark warriors as well as necromancers and we also have which we haven't released yet we're going to be having one dark lord So one Mm. person from the 500 is going to mint a dark Lord.
0: That's pretty serious. That's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that, we've come to the end. But we have a special gift for anyone out there that's listening. We are going to do a bit of a contest. We want you to share this episode on Twitter, on any social media platform that you use. If you use the hashtag hashtag. 13 Realms podcast and share the link to this episode, you will enter into a raffle for a whitelist token for the next season. And not only can you use it for the next season, you can use it for any season after that, you get a discount and you get first dibs on the pre-sale slot. So be sure to share this episode and share the hashtag 13 Realms. That's one three R E A L M S p-o-d-c-a-s-t 13 realms podcast to enter and with that we've come to the conclusion of this inaugural episode elizabeth this has been incredible really appreciate the time and looking forward to the next one
1: of course thank you chris